Hi there, this is Mark. I'm here to let you know that this is parody. Parody basically means that this is makeup land. Nothing's real. So, don't get your panties in a wad. Because all this is just complete bullshit. Our name is Two Douchebags in a Microphone, right? Carry on. Hi there, this is little Skippy Bayless. And Skippy's sad today. His poor little cowboys got their ass tromped. Boo-hoo. Live story of the Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. If you enjoy Two Douchebags and Microphone, you'll definitely enjoy a shovel to the head. Hello there, two douchebags, one microphone. I am Mark. And I'm Topher. Um, here we are at the City Market, our home base. Welcome to Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, yes. So we've got some neat trips coming up, though. Yes, I'm looking forward to some of our uh, some of our outings. Yes, yes, so am I. We're going to go back to Nashville, of course. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Rick from The Filthy Bean is uh, requesting our uh, presence there. Yeah, it's so nice to have someone asking for a return visit. You know, yeah, usually it it's, you know, you guys get out and never come back. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to come pick us up from the airport. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That saves us from renting a car. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so hard to get an Uber or even a taxi at Nashville International. Yeah. It, there's just something about it. Nobody's phone works there. Oh, okay. It doesn't work worth the shit. You have to kind of get out of that little covered lot area. There must be something in the construction that blocks the cell phone signal. I mean, how tough is it to put cell phone signal repeaters inside the airport? Oh, I mean, I have Verizon, and then uh, the guy I was working with had T-Mobile. Yeah. And we're both like, well, what the hell is going on? We thought it's too many people in one area. Who knows? But uh, anyhow, it was, like, really rough to get. And then uh, me and my friend Davey went there to go watch a concert Mm -hmm. uh, about a year later. And... uh, the same thing. Yeah. It took, finally, we gave up and just went to the taxi stand and waited in line there for an hour. Yeah. Anyhow. I heard that, speaking of T-Mobile, I've heard T-Mobile is going to close all of their physical stores. I was going to go into that, actually. Yes. Yeah. All their physical stores are gone as of, I don't know, uh, maybe mid this year, maybe even yeah, April. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. They and must have a lot of leases they can get out of. <laughs> well, they're the general managers. They let them all go. Ah. They said, we don't have any need for you guys anymore. See ya. Man. Yeah. They better make the cell phones a whole lot better because there are times they need to go in there and have somebody, you know, physically fix something. I, I think it's a bad move. Because I if too. I was Verizon and AT&T, I'd think about my own story. Yeah, exactly. Here's something you don't get from T-Mobile anymore, and now you get twice as yeah. much from us. You want to pay five bucks more and have someone you can go down the road to? Yeah. I, I would I would focus on quality, yeah. not cheaping out. That's what happened to Sprint, their rivals that they took over. Yeah, exactly. Sprint cheaped out on, the, on their service. And yeah, they should give away free iPhones and all that shit. Yeah. But it didn't do any damn good when you couldn't fucking pick up and call your mom. You know, a, a co-worker, an ex-co-worker of mine, his wife worked for Sprint, and he said her entire job there was to find out what other cell phone carriers were offering their customers and make sure Sprint offered that too. 
And you know what? And that is the reason that T-Mobile devoured them. Yeah. And now T-Mobile, in my opinion, is going to get devoured because of the way that they're doing business. Yeah. yeah. It's like they absorbed Sprint and they absorbed their brain. Yeah, they kept a lot of Sprint employees, so the uh, yeah. there was uh, like a coup from within. But you know, it's a great idea to offer your customers everything to get from everywhere else. But where does all that money come from? Yeah. Unless you've got all the customers, you can't afford that. Yeah. That's what and Sprint so found out in a hurry. By getting rid of all their little <laughs> corner stores. Yeah. They're going to screw themselves, in my opinion. I think it, they're going to become, the rapidly become the sprint. They're going to, uh, yeah, I think T-Mobile is going to get downgraded to the level of, like, Mint Mobile and Boost Mobile and all those places well, where you can just go up to a little kiosk to and get the phone. Total, which is Verizon-owned, yeah. and it's even on their logo. You go to Walmart and go get a new phone. Yeah. That's what it's designed to do. Yeah. You know, a lot of Walmarts are back open 24 hours again. Yeah. So you have a problem with your phone, you can go down the road to the Walmart and grab one. You well, can't you, do that with T-Mobile. You know, it's kind of going the way of personal computers. Because I remember when the personal computer revolution started. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm old enough to I remember when nobody had home computers. And mm-hmm. the idea of having one was stupid. Only and that then, one because my work finance. They wanted yeah. everyone to be internet savvy and computer yeah. savvy. So they said, hey... Um, no interest loan. So I was like, I'm going to go get one of these things even though I don't really know what the hell it is. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it used to be that if you wanted a computer, you'd go to a computer store and they'd have to explain everything and they would build Best one to your specifications or whatever. And, and it'd be, it was a whole thing. You'd get support and, you know, techs come out and help you. Um and now, if you want a computer, you just go and you, you know, it's all in one box. You bring it home, and it's everything's color coded to set it up. Plug it in, turn it on, and it sets itself up. And well, that's I just it. got my new podcast computer about a half year ago. Yeah, and that's what it was. So I think if they can make cell phones to that point, then I guess they really don't need the brick and mortar stores. Well, I, I don't know. It's going to be. I think it's going to backfire. I, I would think for a while anyway. The cell phones. If they were reliable and disposable, this would work great. That might be but they're not they're reliable and they're not disposable. They're very expensive. You spend $1,500 on a phone, I would think you'd want to be able to go somewhere and have somebody fix it for you and show you how it works and support it. But, but just you know, figure it out on your own as you go along? No, well. You know, if I was a T-Mobile customer, here's what I'd do right now. I go buy a cheap burner phone. Yeah. So if your phone gets on the fritz, all you got to do is just call up and have the other one activated temporarily. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's um, what I did whenever I was out of town working on my on, on those fuck nuts I used to work for. Oh, that's you a good know, idea. Trash and trashy and trasher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> um, Yes, those guys. Yeah, I had a burner phone with me at all times because I got caught out in Connecticut without a phone. It fucking sucked. Oh, it does. Yeah, I dropped yeah. my phone, fucking broke, and I'm like, great. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. lesson learned. I lived for decades of, of my life without it. Of course, those fuckers would never provide me a phone because no. they were too fucking cheap. I lived decades of my life without a cell phone. Uh-huh. It was just fine. Yeah. And then cell phones became a thing, and now things have changed to the point where you really need a cell phone in order to function. Well, I did. I didn't know where so I was other, well, so, Yeah, I mean, so like, much is dependent on you having a cell phone and connectivity. Uh-huh. Imagine, because my insurance company doesn't even send out those little insurance cards anymore. 
it's all just done on the app. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a smartphone and know how to use it, then how do you show proof of insurance? That's true. So it, it requires you to have the technology and be savvy enough to use it. And I'm sure that excludes a number of people from that insurance company, but yeah. they don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're making enough money on the one anyway. Well, I can give it, for instance, when my phone broke. Yeah. Oh, just Google where the Verizon store is. It's not very far from here. <laughs> uh, uh, Google on what? Should I just yell it to the air? Finally, this, this old man this old man explained exactly how to get there, and it wasn't too bad. And yeah. I got to go over there and get another phone, and and uh, and it worked out. But I mean, I learned my lesson. I take a I you stick a burner phone with me, yeah. and if you're a T-Mobile customer now. That's what I do. I, I am a T-Mobile customer, so I should look into that. Yeah, just get a cheap one that'll work for a few days until you can get another one in the mail. Here's another one that's that's jumping on that trend. Bank of America. Oh, yeah? They're starting to remove all people from their branches. You walk up to one of their branches, use your debit card and your PIN to get in. And once you get in, there is nobody there. The whole bank's empty. But there are two rooms that you can go in to have video chat with somebody. That is fucked. There's not a soul in the bank. Not one. I've never liked Bank of America anyhow. Yeah, and this woman put a a video out on TikTok. like, this is kind of creeping me out. I'm here in a bank all alone by myself. I mean, wouldn't you feel like you were trespassing or a bank robber or something? What if you have all the outages like we did the other day? Mm -hmm. Then what? Yeah. You don't have any money. Yeah. If there's outages... Um, the whole internet's fucking up. I forgot what it was the other day that we had all the outages on. Oh, airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Air traffic controllers couldn't do their job because they couldn't find their job on yeah. the computer. So, let's say that happens with a bank. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you can't get money. What do you do? Unless there's, like, real people there that you go, here's my account. Uh-huh. Here it is right here. Yeah. Here's this. When you're relying on a, tele- on, on a screen... You better hope that the person who programmed that interactive thing you're talking to thought of every possibility. Exactly, and there's no there's no way they can think of every possibility. You're going to come up with questions that they don't know the answer to. They're especially not. Uh, um, uh, internet terrorism, <laughs> yeah, cyber terrorism. They don't have answers yet because it hasn't happened yet, or some of it has, but not all of it. I think that big thing with the plane. Uh, schedules crashing and the computers crashing and the, I, mean, I think that was a cyber attack. I think it was. And they're too. not going to tell us because they exactly don't want us to feel unsafe about air travel. Test run is what I was saying. Uh-huh. It's like just do a little one. Yep. Let them figure it out. Yep. And we're going to find out where we can take this. Because the alternative is these airlines that we're depending on for our lives are using really cheap, awful, substandard programming that craps out on them. Would you rather believe that, or that somebody attacked it and shut them down? Which one's more pleasant to think about? Yeah. 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 Neither one. Neither one. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the answer is both. Yeah. Because some of the parties involved, from what I read, and I don't know this for sure, but I read that Southwest had um, 
it, and like I said, this is all allegedly, I don't know it to be true, but I read this on a couple of different things. And I could see it being true. I'm not saying it is, but I could say I could see it being true. Is, and I knew Southwest, too. I do, too. And so, the, the CEO didn't give a shit about quality and upgrading. Yeah, let's save money on the software. Yes. And the software support and get through this next quarter and make our earnings go. Yes. <laughs> so so now you get to where they are now. They got a new CEO and, all the, and this fucking bundle of shit fell on his lap. Yeah. He's like, uh, we weren't updating anything for so long and this guy bailed and now I'm sitting here mm. with this pile of shit in my lap. So Southwest better get its head out of that or they won't be around. Yeah, there's... I think there's limited forgiveness anymore. People are, are people have brand loyalty, but at the same time, if you screw them over much. and screw up their plans in a bad way, they're like, uh, "You burned me. I'm not going near you, you again." You miss a cruise? Yeah. You're not loyal anymore. You miss getting home for the holidays or getting back from the holidays. And, and especially yeah. the way they do things. You know, this is during COVID, and we had like three cruises canceled. Me and Valentine. Yeah. Okay. So. Southwest said, yeah, sure, we'll give you credit back. But then after a year, they take $100 over the way. <laughs> so, yeah, so they took $100 of your credit away, and it's only credit anyhow. It only for, even though I paid real money, uh-huh. I don't have real money. Yeah. What I have is I have it in this little account that says I can use it towards another airline. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to fly them next time because yeah. of that. And, you know, concert tickets are the same way. If a concert gets canceled, you have credit. And what happens if, you know, you decide you don't want to go to concerts anymore, or you're physically unable to, or you die, or, you know, it's a, money's just gone. Yeah. And it's, it's they'll not... not give, they'll never give it back. No, they won't. Once they get it, it's gone. Yeah. But, you know, it may not be a whole lot of money, like relatively speaking, to us. Yeah. But you think about the company that's keeping the money, and if they do that a couple thousand times every year, they're making bank. They're making bank. They're yeah, making yeah. enough to pay somebody's year-end bonus. Oh, real quick, we got to do a vote. Does Southwest go into the ass paddling hall of fame? Um, First off, they get an ass paddling, right? They get an ass paddling. Yeah. yeah, let's wait on the hall of fame Okay. see how they, they handle they themselves. They haven't been adequate just yet, I guess. So, in case anyone's wondering, in case you were bad people and didn't listen yeah. to all our podcasts... Um, and we're invisible for a day, me and Christopher. Yep. We have ten things or people we can ask paddle. That we need an ask paddle. Yeah, we don't do anything constructive with our time. No. We just go around and paddle people in the ass because they can't see us. To heck with fighting crime. We just no, need to go no, right no, some no. wrongs no, here. No, we don't do that here. No, no, no. We're, we're evil by nature, yes. so what we do is we paddle people's asses. Like Skip Bayless doesn't have an asshole left. Yeah. Even though that's all he is. Yes. Yeah. But so he's in the Hall of Fame. He's just like, you know, he's not on a rotating list because he'd be on there every week. So he's in the Hall of Fame. But yeah. Southwest, I would say, gets consideration. They should they should be concerned that they're on the list for consideration for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And is it Matt that was giving us the thinking uh, on everything uh, constructive stuff? Okay, Matt. Oh, yeah, oh we, uh, Ed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned Skip Bayless again for yeah. you. And we open invite for you to join the podcast. Yes, we yes. want you to defend man purses. Kale. And, and Kale. Yes. We, so, we yeah. want to hear a good defense on both of those. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't think there is. Yeah, my friend Ed listened to the podcast and gave us some uh, creative and uh, constructive criticism, which we love. Absolutely we love, love it. it. And now we want Ed to come on to the, on the podcast and, and yeah. uh, 
And also, my friend that is in radio, thank you for this latest little tidbit that you emailed me. We're going to do that. We're going to get right on that. I know you listen. That's next. We're going to get idea. right on that, and it's going to be good. And then when I got to looking at everything, you're absolutely, you are absolutely 100% correct. Yes. So, we are going to be on that. Uh, let's, should we call like Mr. Z or something from that? That sounds good, Mr. Mr. Z. Mr. Z, thank you. From uh, from the land of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's from Okaloosa, Alabama. Yes. Mr. Z from Okaloosa, Alabama. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate it. So, uh, anyhow. So, here's something that I wanted to, to get into. Um, have you ever run into those people that you will make any kind of comment, any kind of opinion, observation, they will immediately jump on it and take the opposite side? Okay, I want to make sure I'm getting what you're saying, because I think I've already had a big beef with this, and I think I might mention it on Ask Yeah. The counter-programming yeah, is what I yeah. call them. No matter what you say... They're going to say the opposite, and they're going to just try to scream louder than that. Yeah. That's all. Not come up with anything true, mm. but they're going to go, no, that's not true. You could go, the sky <laughs> is blue today. No, it isn't. It's a reflection. Yes. They'll find some way yes. where you're wrong and they're right. Yes. Um, I told you, you know, like that old crankshaft that I told you about, you know, that like uh, – they chased her in first place with the Broncos. First thing she said is, well, they're not in first place because they're tied. And then immediately everybody on Facebook goes, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. And, you know, some people do it as a way to get attention or just to... Or the great toilet paper fight at Sam's. Yeah. Well, I was just there earlier today and there was nothing going on. It's like I wasn't talking about today, you old bitch. It's like... Fucking get off the phone. Go the fuck away. One of the things that... that Go clean yourself. That's one of the ways it comes up that, that just stuns me is when it's over something that doesn't matter in the slightest. Uh, well, well, yeah. Go, go ahead. I'll be watching a TV show and something will happen on the TV show and I'll make a comment like, hmm, that doesn't seem realistic. I don't think... You know that that you know this character would do that under the circumstances, mm-hmm. and then someone will go, "Oh yes, they would. What if they're you know?" And then they come up with some long explanation. Of what if they're thinking this? Or what if it's that? Or you don't know. And, and I was thinking, why the hell do you care so much that you're spending all this energy trying to talk me out of my own personal opinion on a TV show that doesn't matter? Now, if it's something that actually physically exists in the world, like, you know, I don't like Southwest Airlines because they're bad customer service, and someone will jump on and defend it. Well, they're a fanboy. But just the meaningless stuff, like, you know, oh, I don't like that color blue. I don't want to buy that shirt. Well, this is a good blue. Everyone likes it. I see this color blue everywhere. This is really popular. Why don't you like it? And just go on and on about just this stupid shit that doesn't matter. Yes. That's the weird part that gets me. If you're a fanboy and I'm attacking something you like, that's one thing. But this is just... You're actually taking this a little bit further. Yeah, this is something that all they want to do is disagree with somebody, and it doesn't matter over what. And the more meaningless and stupid it is, the more they get into it. 
Yeah, it just it really baffles me why people want to be so contrary. They can't just say, oh, okay, and accept your opinion and move on. There are certain people that are like, they want to argue. Yes. The most ridiculous, trivial shit everywhere. I don't get it. I don't understand why they care so much about the subject or why I think one way or the other. Um, yeah, yeah, um, okay. I think it's insecurity. I can see that. I think that it's, uh, oh, Christopher just made a good point. So I'm going to have to make a point and argue it because he's getting the spotlight. Ah. Or they could think Christopher just expressed an opinion that's a vulnerability. I can take advantage of it yes. and attack. I've got five people I can name right now personally. I'm not going to because, well, number one, in my opinion, you can't sue me. In yeah. my opinion, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to go there and mention names. It's a matter of class. It's a matter of class, yes. yes. And I can mention five people right now that do this routinely, and I think it's insecurity because everyone their posts are always like, look what I just did. Look at this. Look at my yard. Yes. Look at my holiday lights. Look at my shoes. It's never uh, anything constructive. It's like, hey, 435, there's a big crash. Stay away. It's never that. It's always... Look at me, look at this. Certain ones that do the bullshit TikTok videos. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So. Oh, by the way, I could not. I, I, I got home late because of some issues at work. So I could not come up with a logo and all that to hang up here. You see, we're here on a weekend, which is unusual. I actually have a rare weekend day off. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people walking by. I want to. I want to let them know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, I was going to come up with a logo and all that. I have a logo in London There's a there's a little store near my house called Seymour Signs. I've had them do uh, kick drum heads for me, put a band logo on, things like that. So I'm sure they can get us like a little banner or a sign or something. And that's what he nice. needs, like a banner, like a little tapestry or something. Like yeah, thing something that like on black background with yellow prints that shows up real well. Yes. Or, yeah. I like that a lot. Good idea. So, but oh, I, I can uh, see hey, the people see you're... put the filthy bean... Uh, yeah, movement. yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But I, I can see what you're talking There's There are people who want the conflict, they want the antagonism, and they will, they will look for a way to argue, and, and they think we're all having fun. And then there's a different subset of people who just apparently don't want you to express an opinion without immediately and reflexively expressing the opposite opinion. Naysayers, Kate, uh... Just, just automatic uh, negativity. So it, it sounds like they were talking about two different classes of people, but they're basically doing the same thing. No, they no, won't they let you say it, a single thing without it's, challenging. It's just a different way of going about it, in yeah. my opinion. There's people, like I said, you go, hey, the sky's blue, and they're going, well, no, it's not. It's a reflection. Yeah. Okay? But when you look up, what color do you see? Okay, do you want to get into everything? You know, do you want to get into, uh, you know, fabrics? Do you want to get into... You and there's know, so many ways shoes? you say, well, that sounds loud. No, it doesn't. That's your opinion. You know, to somebody yeah, else, it's I not loud at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's the same bullshit. Yeah. And then there's a counter-programmer, even the more counter-programmers, you know, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I think that a great deal of it is insecurity, and I think a great deal of it is not only insecurity, but it's time for you them to look back at me. You just stole my thunder, and I don't like it, so I'm going to yeah. argue with you. And, and think about it as this. It's a giant source of negativity in your life. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why that's, I, don't, I don't deal with people. I used to argue no. with people online. I'm like, why am I doing this? It, it was like I always read. If you're arguing with a fool, mm-hmm. who is the fool? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You know they can't be helped. So yeah. why are you bothering? And, and you should know right off the bat, they're not going to change their mind. There's nothing you can say. I mean, if you're doing it to influence other people that may be reading your post too, why not just talk to them directly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and also, suffering fools is different than arguing. Yes. Exactly. Suffering fools, you just kind of just ignore them and let them do what they do and let everyone else see what they do. And you just kind of like give them the stage. Uh-huh. You know, it's like someone that can't dance. Yeah. And you just step aside and say, all right. You let him. You let him go ahead. You don't interfere. Let him fall down four or five times. We're trying to save them from themselves. Yeah. Then you hope later on they figure it out that yeah. uh, it isn't working. So. Yeah. And you know that that also we could call that a form of bullying. In that they're attacking something you believe in with absolutely nothing to gain themselves. They're just trying to run you down. You know, that's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. It is a form of bullying. Yeah. It's like I'm going to throw my opinion out there so uh, forcefully and brash uh-huh. that people are going to turn around and go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. It, it's the the love of being in your face. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when that was such a great example. Oh, in your face! Everybody was saying that everywhere. The phony outrage. Yeah. Phony outrage is another thing in yeah. America that just drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. It's, it's just like the people that have no idea what they're talking about. They're going to scream it because they heard it somewhere. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, it all, it all see, we were talking about this earlier, kind of boils down to people do this to get attention. Well, why do they want attention? Because they want something. Insecurity. Yeah. Now yeah. they want money. They want validation. Maybe your parents aren't around anymore to constantly pat them on the back and tell them they're great. They haven't gotten a participation trophy in at least six weeks. Yes. And it's just fucking with their heads. Yeah, they, they don't know how to handle it. They're like, no one told me I'm great today. Yeah. So I'm going to get online. I'm going to make people tell yes. me I'm great. But they're the same ones that hate bullies. They put up something about bullying every day. Yeah. But then, actually, the problem is, is they themselves are bullies. Yeah. And, you know, I was bullied quite extensively mm-hmm. uh, in my in my youth, uh, high school. Uh, my ex-wife bullied me quite a bit. Yep. Um, but I found myself being a bully more often than I realized. Well, I, I keep myself in check because this is something that's very near and dear to me. Some of these people listen and witness this. But, you know, I came from the inner city, Northeast Kansas City. Bullshit. They moved us out to Cass County, a little place called Clayton, Missouri. Yeah. Like I said, I am a, a seasonal other. So during the summer, I get I can get really dark. Yeah. Okay. So imagine a little dark fat kid moving <laughs> in to a little town called Cleveland, Missouri from the city. Everybody's white is white. 
Yes. And they're all a bunch of cocksuckers. There's some of them that are good, some of you listen. And some of you can listen more than cocksuckers, but we learn to kind of, uh, um, kind of, uh, um, I don't know, make peace, yeah. or or at least I tolerate you. I see you over there in your fucking in your um, in your uh, trailer, you know, with the, your false teeth. The people who beat them beat noodles. themselves and others with corn stalks for fun on a Friday yes. night. Yes, ain't nothing else, dude. I was bullied unmercifully, mm-hmm. and I had four of them apologize to me. Then the other ones are dead or in prison and have yeah. fun. <laughs> But one of them get along really well. He has a lot yep. of issues, and he, he went to prison. And when he got out of prison, he did his big thing of making amends to everybody that he screwed over. Good for him. And he came up to my door one day, and I was just like, I'm not going to say his name. I, I, he might listen for all I know, because down in his parts, there's like 10 hits. Mm-hmm. So it could be him. Could be him, so yeah. They come to my door, and I'm like... Uh-oh. What are you doing here? <laughs> and he started crying. I'm like, wow. I may have told this before, but if you didn't hear, you're a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't listen to that podcast, you're a bad person. Go through every one of them and listen until you hear that. And then listen to the rest of them. And then come down here for your ass paddling. Yes. So <laughs> he started crying. He goes, yeah, you know, my life took a lot of bad turns and all that stuff and everything. And he started crying. I accepted him. I gave him a hug. I said, you know what? It's fine. I said, here's the deal. If people are bullying me, let me know who I'm not. It made me much happier. Yeah. So it yeah. also made me steer clear of that direction that they took, which is alcohol and drugs at an early age, yeah. breaking into cars to get drug money, all, all that shit. Yeah. Which led to most of them being in prison or like in, the, in a single wide yeah. with false teeth. Married to a chick that's like 700 pounds. <laughs> she can get on that show in my 700 pound life. Seven, and there's seven <laughs> mongoloid children out trying to fish off the dock because they have no pain. So, anyhow, you know what? All of, the, all of this is parody. You know, I mean, yeah, there, a lot of their lives turn out bad. That's but true. Yeah. But, um, well, anyhow. you know, I, I have something similar to what you're saying in my life. Um, a lot of the guys I grew up with I'm sorry, I just wound up to be. No, sorry. that's fine. That's that's what we do. Okay. Because yeah, you, right. you mentioned something that made that brought this up to me. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. A lot of the guys I grew up with thought that cheating on your wife was cool and yeah. the sign of being a real man and you're not domesticated, blah blah. Um, and just like you, when the bully showed you what you didn't want to be, um, seeing my father cheat on my mom just relentlessly um, made me know that that's something I never want to do or never I would never want to be you know if I didn't want to be with a you know with my spouse anymore I would let her know and do something about it I wouldn't just go cheat you know so that that was a lesson for me I, I saw the way my dad did it is like yeah I'm not doing that so the idea of cheating is just repulsive to me because I saw what it did to my mom of course, my mom had a part in it too. You know, she wasn't just you know this poor innocent woman, and it was done to her. She she played a role in screwing find, up the I marriage. Find, <laughs> so. I find that well, there are the guys that try to uh, hang everything everything of themselves yeah. on the girls that they bed. Yeah, that's different because I know some guys like that. Yeah, but usually cheating is a two party thing. Yeah, and a lot of times is what I've noticed is. The guy really kind of speaks it into existence. Mm. He's always cautious, always accusing, always wondering, always like 
poke in his nose in too much. Yeah. And then finally it happens. So, See, I told you. It's like, wait a minute. That wasn't going on until you started doing what you're doing. Yeah. And then it became reality. You, you brought it into existence yourself. Yeah. It's the, the attitude of if I'm being punished for it, I might as well do it. Yes. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind is if, if one of the people in the relationship is accusing the other of cheating a lot, then the accuser is probably the one who's cheating. Exactly. That's what I've always noticed. Yeah. The one that's always saying that, and I've, and I've seen that a few times. I'd be out with a friend of mine, and they'd be like trying to hit on every chick around, mm-hmm. and then he'd accuse his wife of doing the same thing, and, I, and it took all I could do to walk away. Yeah. And go, but every time you're out, you try to bed a chick, and it never works. So what? Are you jealous? <laughs> Are you jealous because she can and you can't? Yeah. You know. When I was playing in uh, a cover band here in town, <clears throat> uh, one of the uh, one of the guys that come out and see us regularly. Um, he was the brother-in-law of the singer and when they came out to see us on a Friday night he'd bring his girlfriend then they came out to see us on a Saturday night he'd bring his wife <laughs> and we were all supposed to shut up so about Friday, it Friday night was Gumanen yeah. was he Italian? no I don't okay, think he just so. went by those standards I, I, guess. I think they were Irish in the last name okay same thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Irish mafia yeah. But, but yeah Friday nights were for the, for the mistress and Saturday nights was he bring his wife out that's and we were all supposed to just it's probably not just a town. oh yeah yeah. Probably, yeah yeah but you know the singer who's that was his brother-in-law he was like totally pissed about it he said you know I don't like what he's doing and I resent like hell being, well, uh, then you got to rub elbows with this uh, woman that's just being like brutalized behind her back, and all of her friends. And he's yeah. like, I don't want to lie to these people on just you know to cover his ass because it is a lie. Yeah, I mean, to me, the omission mm. is a lie. Yeah. You know something that that yeah. profound. I mean, I couldn't. I I would not be able to live with myself. I'd have to get out of that situation. Go, yeah. Look, I'm going to really, really hurt our relationship. You'll never want to talk to me again. But, you know, he was sitting there all proud and happy and smooching on her and showing her off. It was like, you pig. And he had kids with his wife, too. Oh. And and uh, those are are the victims even more than anybody. I mean, the wife could move on, but kids, they're the ones that really feel the brunt of it. And how about how selfish that is? Why doesn't daddy want us anymore? It's, well, it's awful on kids. He'd rather have that piece of ass instead. I'm sorry, yeah. kids. <laughs> How do you think you guys got around? Shut up. Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> you kids wouldn't be here if it weren't for that damn broken condom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it's just like an alien insult that I insert here and there. Yeah. Are you ready to fail like your dad's condom? <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of them I got to re-record because I had to gain up a little too much. Oh, okay. So I'm going to record. There's... A whole bunch. There's, oh. a, there's probably like 50 uh, okay. uh, odd insults from an alien. Here comes the black helicopter again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, we didn't talk about anybody, did we? Oh, oh, no, no. We're mentioning cheaters and all, automatically a politician. So oh, we're yeah. Yeah. It's probably. Uh, we're the, talking about mistresses and stuff, and they're like. So it's probably Clinton's helicopter. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. one left over in, in Epstein's Island that Clinton had someone ride him home. In. Yes, yes. They'd used all the rest. Allegedly. They, they'd used all the rest of their helicopters on, on other people's suicide attempts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that one guy that was, you know, shot in the back twice. Uh, Vince Foster. Yes. 
Oh, and rolled up in carpet. Yeah, what an amazing suicide. way to commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was talented, man. Too bad he couldn't be around. No, no uh, that would have like been that, great, a, great Vegas act, you know, oh shoot God. yourself Watch twice me. in the back and roll <laughs> yeah. up in the carpet all and, on your own. And go throw myself at Central Park once Yeah, no, but of course, no, no, it was it was all completely accidental, and yeah. the Clintons had nothing to do with it. Absolutely not. Yeah. My favorite was like Congressman Ron Ron, uh, Ron Brown. Yeah. I think I mentioned this before. Yeah, and uh, I, I forgot who it was. I think Fox News got a hold of it, but CNN was doing the footage and that kind of But no, he's over there laughing, and fucking having a belly laugh or something behind a, a couple of. Uh, Mausoleums or something. Yeah, kind of getting from view. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden they hand to him, he and he looks at him, he's like, starts biting his bottom. Like, oh my god, my buddy! But he was going to testify against him in Congress. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, here's an interesting question: Who do you think has the bigger set of balls, Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton? Oh, Hillary. Yeah, I think her dick is bigger too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Hillary told him to go fuck other chicks and leave her alone. Because uh, nothing goes in here. Yeah. Uh-uh. And I, I, I have it on good authority that Chelsea Clinton is the result of anal sex. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah she looks half half bill, half turd. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, certainly acts like. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. She looks like a female. Uh, Alfred E. Newman. Yes. Alfred E. Newman, yes. God, I think one of the... I could see her looking at him going, what, me, worry? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, worry. I, I think the the presidential child who was the absolute worst for entertainment and social media and celebrity status was Amy Carter. There was just nothing you could do with her. She was... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Uh, yes. Now, by most people's opinion, a very homely girl. Um, she was very... I'm not going to say I'm going to argue with that, yeah. but I'm just I'll just leave it alone. Okay. She was very quiet. She hated the public life. She had... She was actually a very nice person. Yeah, she but she was the like absolute that, yeah. nightmare for the people who wanted to exploit her as a celebrity for entertainment purposes. They couldn't do it. Yeah, they couldn't really There was do nothing it. there to work with. Yeah. They just had to give up on old, poor old Amy Carter. It's yeah. like, yeah, we can't do nothing with her. We can't turn her into a Kardashian. Yeah. Speaking of that, she's kind of like Amy Osborne. Yeah. The oldest one of the second batch of kids that Osborne had. <laughs> she's like, no, nah, I don't want to be on the show. Man. I don't want to be much of anything. I'm, I'm yeah. a singer, but I mean, I guess it really didn't go that well in the just things. You don't really hear her on anywhere, but, you know, but understand her decision. She's like, no, nah, I'm not going to be picking up dog shit in front of the camera and yelling. Yeah, like like Deion Sanders jumping around in front of the Aplac duck, <laughs> and then trying to go be a hard ass, you know, football coach to his team. If I, if I was I, opponent, I, yeah, I, uh, if I was an opponent, I'd send him all the Aplac tapes. Yeah, I just go to a whole team meeting and show all all the scenes where Deion Sanders jumping around like a moron. Yeah, this is our coach. This With is the guy we're supposed to respect. Yes. Yeah. And the goat and the duck have lean. Here, here's Deion Sanders being the consummate endorsement whore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, what product am I selling? Oh, I don't care. Just give me the money. Well, um, on, a, on a different note here, I noticed Fox 4 was uh, advertising on their news. Andy Reid coming in and coaching them. 
Mm-hmm. They finally, it seemed like, I don't know if the Chiefs got mad at them or Andy Reid did. All of a sudden, they had to start doing almost Andy Reid at almost Andy Reid. The guy is not Andy Reid. He's a guy that looks just Always like Always the look-alike. He's a look-alike. Oh, okay. And everybody was thinking it was Andy Reid because Andy Reid, <laughs> Mahomes finally talked him in doing that in a State Farm commercial. Yes. One. Yeah. So everyone's thinking it was Andy Reid. So it was a fake Andy. It was a fake Andy Reid. So recently, they did like three months of commercials let you think it was Andy Reid. It could have been planned, but it kind of looks to me like maybe someone was irritated, like maybe Andy Reid himself, but hey, you're acting like it's me, but it's not me, and I didn't get the endorsement, so why don't you guys straighten that up? Because you guys have to have us on your coverage. Yeah. Or maybe it was the Chiefs themselves, or maybe it was nobody. Maybe that was just part of the deal is we're going to eventually uncover it, but we're going to make everyone think it isn't. But I noticed recently they've been doing the almost Andy Reid at and all that to let you know. It's the fake one. They yeah. Probably, yeah. So that makes it sound like they got a letter from Andy Reid saying, knock this off. Yeah. And you can't mislead people into thinking that's me. And, and I would have done that too. I've been like, yeah, yeah everybody me. thinks that's me. It's not Douchebagsandmicrophone.net, your one-stop for everything You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two Douchebagsandmicrophone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Yeah. And, um... Well, I think there was probably an out-of-court settlement, too. Andy probably sent him a letter saying, you know, pay me this amount for damages, yeah. and that way you don't you can keep doing the commercials. Everybody thinks I'm in there making you guys do yeah. push-ups, and it's not true. Yeah. Well, and uh, another thing is, is I knew it from the start, by the way, it was worded. They didn't say Coach Reed came in and gave us coaching. Uh-huh. They said if we needed a little bit of outside encouragement or if they said worded it like that. I'm uh-huh. like, wait a minute. They never identified they, him. They as never Andy. identified him. They let you presume. Yeah. Yeah. The guy looks enough like him to wear him the flashes if they do, you could very believe you could very believable that it's Andy Reed. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. They, yeah, by the way they worded it, I knew it wasn't him. I'm like, no. Because if they hired Andy Reed, the first thing they would have said is, Coach Andy Reed came in to whip us into shape. That's something to watch on all commercials is if they can legitimately claim something, they're going to do it in a very obvious way. If they're insinuating, then you know it's 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 a lie. Yeah. If they're not coming out and saying, this That's is exactly Andy what Reed, I'm saying they're insinuating. then you should know. Yeah. Yeah. And if they say, this product will help support immune health, well, help and support are qualifiers, which means it does nothing. 
Nothing's provable. Yeah, now, if they could say, this will make your immune system stronger, they would say that, if they could legally say it. But they have to hint around at it and let you draw conclusions. Yeah, I look at true. things like that. If you're not outright claiming it and backing it up, then no, I don't think it's real. No, I agree. Because they would claim it if they could. Uh, speaking of Fox 4, here's something that happened. Yeah, that was my foot. Yeah, I'm not trying we're to do any... Happened. Yeah. We're not in a, an airport bathroom. We're not in Minneapolis International. <laughs> and we're not the, what, mayor, governor? Governor, I don't wow. know. Look it up, guys. Whoever the fuck it yeah. is. Well, Fox 4, you know, they have a, they have a Nick Bassos on there in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, he, he uh, had some sort of a... Uh, uh, he had some sort of a picture up from a long time ago, and I clicked on it to take a look. I'm like, oh, my God, he doesn't even look like the same person, right? And I blew it up. Well... I accidentally hit the message, and then I got out of it real quick, and suddenly he said, Hi, Mark. Let us know how we can help you. I'm like, oh, shit. Didn't mean to do that. So, yeah, I said, thank you, Nick. I accidentally hit the message button, you know, and the box for rule or whatever, something like that. And then I accidentally, on my way out, I hit one of those prompt messages. Can I learn more about your background? And I get back on there, and I'm like, hmm. Oh shit, this guy thinks I'm a freak now. He probably thinks you want to date him. Yeah. <laughs> he probably already blocked me because he'll never yeah. know I'm blocking that freak. So then I'm, I, 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 oh, the only thing I can do is try to straighten it out. I go, I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong, but the background message was a prompt my phone came up with. I must accidentally hit it. Sorry. He said, hi, Mark. No worries. But I'm sure he's like, fucking freak. I'm keeping my eye on that guy. Quit tapping your phone. Uh, your I'm looking in my ruby mirror at all times. <laughs> So anyhow, hey, let's talk about rawhide dog chew toys. Oh yeah, oh, those crunchless nuggets of uh, whatever the hell they probably are. Probably nuclear waste. Yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, let's make a great dog treat. Yeah, yeah, just freeze them and well, then I, freeze dry them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I looked up uh, rawhides after my uh, vet said quit giving your dog rawhide chew toys. I, and also pig ears are the same thing. They said that they're horrible too for dogs. I forgot why. Maybe part of the, the way they're treated and preserved. Probably. But yeah. anyhow, a fresh ahead. pig ear probably wouldn't be a bad thing. That would be great. Just <laughs> yeah. swap one off, you know, when you get ready to fucking saw them into fucking steaks. Yeah. yeah. Grind them into sausage. Oh, look at the French bulldog. Cute. Yeah, anyhow, <laughs> go ahead. So, raw chew toys. Um... They are a byproduct of the leather-making industry. It's uh, it's scrap that they can't use to make leather. So they toss them aside, and they bleach them severely, uh, soak them in various chemicals to uh, dry them out and uh, oil the bacteria and stuff. But it basically winds up being almost like leather. And full of all sorts of chemicals. And about what they do with human food. Yeah. And it is almost completely undigestible for the dog. It just passes through. Now, if your dog chews it and chews off little tiny pieces at a time and swallows little bitty pieces at a time, they'll probably be okay and just pass through. But if your dog's the type of dog that can break off a piece the size of a, like a penny or a nickel or a quarter or bigger and swallow those, then you're looking at a bowel obstruction because that stuff won't dissolve. It won't go away. It'll just sit inside the dog forever. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. 
So That's good to know because I used to use them. Mm, yeah. I did too. But rawhide chews are another one of those things that was marketed to you as a good idea for your dog, but it was basically waste material that the leather industry was trying to come up with use for. Yeah, and they did. And they did. They just marketed them as dog chews and sold them to us. Wow. We are helping them get rid of their waste, and we're paying for it. Yeah, that's a great American money. Yeah. It sucks balls. Yeah, it does. It does. And they don't give a shit about you or your dog. Of course, when you look at it, gasoline was a byproduct of the kerosene-making industry. People yeah. would make kerosene, and they'd have this you know, really flammable and unstable byproduct called gasoline. Hey, like, this will burn great. Yeah. So they decided, to, they decided to develop internal combustion engines for cars as a way to use this gasoline. So cars came about because there was an excess of gasoline, and they needed something that would use it. <laughs> Not the other way around. Like people need transportation. Let's invent a car. No, it was just we got all this gasoline sitting around. What are we gonna do with it? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. All all through history, industrial waste becomes our next new product. Yeah. Like, like we got all this crap we gotta it's get like, rid of. It's like they can't accept that you just throw something away. It's like no, find a way to sell that. Yes, brand it something, market it somehow, find yeah. somebody who will give us money for it. Like a pet rock. Yes. No. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, I have something more along the lines of uh, happy and, and accepting and, and a little more upbeat. Okay. Um, I started thinking about what we all do to cope on a daily basis. Um, I can speak, you know, pretty much from my own experience because I, I don't know anybody else's thoughts. But I get up in the morning and I've got a whole day ahead of me, and you got to think how you're going to cope with the day and all the challenges, etc. Um, I take daily medications to help with my mood. I take antidepressants. I have in the really past. Helps. I have in the past, and it helps. Is course? Some people cope with uh, like cigarettes. Maybe that's how they get through the day. Excessive masturbation. Some people drink. Yeah. Some people smoke weed. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of things that people use. Fingernail chewing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of these aren't to feel good. It's to so cope. I can function and cope and get through the day. Mm-hmm. And most of these, the vast majority of them, aren't hurting anyone. You know, if you drink eight cups of coffee to cope with the day, then you drink eight cups of coffee. Who cares? Daily affirmations. Yeah, yeah. Hey there, Mark. I see you there hanging in. Yep. You're a tough guy. You can do it. And if that's what you, you need, climb those stairs, fuckaroo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> anyway, I think people sorry, should I'm use whatever. Sorry, I'm making light of it. No, <laughs> yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I agree 100. Yeah. No, I, I think people should use and, and and take advantage of whatever helps them get through the day and the stable. Well, absolutely. And, Why wouldn't and, you do that? I mean, yeah. Um, you know, I take antidepressants and I smoke weed. You know, I do. And sometimes I can't drive because you know, of that. It's cool. You're very fun to hang out with, so you don't sound right. <laughs> I'm a lot more fun than I used to be. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think we all are. Like, yeah. When you get to a certain age where you don't really give a fuck, that yeah. is freedom in itself. Yeah, when you let go of caring what other people think about you. Do you think 15 years ago we'd been doing this podcast? No, I was too worried about 
how people saw me and perceived me. Exactly. And I wanted people to like me or accept me. It's, yeah. it's now it's not that I, I, do, I don't want them to like me. It's just that I don't care whether they do or not. No, the same here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not here. trying to push people away. I'm not trying to close myself off. It's just, hey, if you don't like me, that's fine. I'll find somebody else that does. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, it's a great big world out there. Yeah. So everyone around here an example of that, I saw a uh, a rerun of Friends. Remember the show Friends, yes. set in oh, New yeah. York in the late nineties. Central Perk. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, there was a. Let's see which character it was, was made it? To make New York Yes, it was, the, the series was was conceived and designed to make New York a tourist destination and make it look fun and wonderful yeah, to live there. crime was really bad. Yeah. Problem, that. yeah. Prior decades, they'd had garbage strikes, corruption, and just, yeah, it was a rehabilitation. Hey, well, I about the garbage yes, yes. Oh, but uh, there was a character on Friends who couldn't stand it when someone didn't like her. And she would turn herself inside out to try to get that person to like her because she couldn't stand that there was anybody anywhere in the world that didn't like her. And when I first saw the show back in like the early 2000s, that resonated with me. It was like, yeah, it is, it's, it's disturbing to think there's somebody out there who really dislikes you or hates you. But now it's like I wouldn't spend one moment worrying about something like that. Unless I'm the they were same coming way at I'm me. I used to. Yeah. I used to be like, well, what did I do? Yeah. Now I'm like, I don't care what I did. No. I don't care if I really did do something to them. I guess they'll get over it or they won't. I mean, if they're coming at me with a gun, then I care, you know? Yeah, yeah. But if they're keeping their distance and hating me from a distance, I don't care. That's perfectly fine with me. Absolutely. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend any energy worrying about that person's feelings. As a matter of fact, I'm like, hate hey, even more. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it really doesn't matter because that, that's yeah. another thing about truly not caring is it's like. You let the hate roll right off. Yeah. 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 Someone's hatred of you can only emotionally affect you if you care what that person thinks. As soon as you stop caring what that person thinks, then all the hatred and insults and, and spew is like, I don't care. I, I, I did this to an old boss. <laughs> it was a complete impossible piece of shit. Yeah. And it really freaked him out. This is that fucking asshole, asshole, and asshole on the thing with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that place. Spinoff from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. Industries. Only, yeah, they're Dumb and Dumber, too. But yes. They're asshole, 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 greedy, yes. and asshole. Yeah. So, um, anyhow. Jerk that, and perverted. Yes. Oh, perverted, yes. <laughs> One of these days, I'll go on a little tell-all since I don't tell their name yeah. about certain things that happen. Hey, as soon as they go out of business? Yeah, oh, as soon as they go out of business, which probably won't be that long. We're going to open up the floodgates. Oh, oh there's going to be some floodgates. <laughs> yeah, there'll be some special episodes of Asshole, Asshole, and Asshole. I enjoy telling all the secrets about the post office because I know they won't come after me because they can't afford to. Oh, God, no. <laughs> They're so broke. <laughs> they they have absolutely no resources to come after a former employee who's talking bad about him. <laughs> I worked there 32 years. I know exactly how broke they are. <laughs> I did this to my direct boss as being an impossible piece of shit. And I go, I refuse to believe you're a bad person. I think you're really nice inside. I think that this is a facade for some reason. I hope one day you can recover from this. Wow. That must have really pissed him off. Uh, no, it freaked him out. He walked away. That's even better. 
I struck a chord. That's even somehow. better. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think later on I said, what? Did you get your pinky touched? Is that, is that it? Do I look like a guy that touched your pinky when you were six? Is that it? The worst, the worst tell-off I've ever heard of somebody who was being a relentless jerk was when someone said, I can't even imagine what happened to you in your life to make you the kind of person that everyone hates. I like that. I yeah. wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. I mean, and that is, I mean, you're not insulting, you're not attacking, you're just stating a fact and, and offering sympathy. Exactly. And that destroys the bullying. Yeah. yeah. That destroys no, it. it really does. Yeah. No, I was really kind of uh, shocked by how it disarmed you. Yeah. Because I thought he was going to go, fuck you, you get busy, or I'm going to write you up or something. Yeah, unexpected <laughs> compassion and understanding, and he didn't know how to accept well, it. He like, didn't know how to handle it. Like I told him one time, I said, your first 20 write-ups didn't work. What, you, what makes you think 20 going to fucking <laughs> yeah. work? Really? Yeah. Uh, well, that's exactly what I expected from you. Yeah. Uh, There's a, a guy I worked with. Fuck that had to uh, take his mom to a doctor's appointment the next day. Uh-huh. And it was his day off. He scheduled it for his day off, like he was supposed to. Uh-huh. And the boss said, mm, we're shorthanded. We got you know people injured. You're going to have to come in tomorrow and work your day off. And he's like, no, I'm taking my mom to her doctor's appointment. It's, a, it's, a, it's an hour drive there. The appointment's going to take you an hour or two, and then it's an hour drive back. It's, it's more than half the day. And she said, well, you're just going to have to reschedule because we really need you. And the guy's like, no, I'm not coming in. I'm taking my mom. And the boss kept insisting, well, you buy the contract. I, you know, I can tell you. We have to give you the other And he just stopped her and he said, I'm telling you, I'm not going to be here. Whatever discipline you're going to do, go ahead and start it. Because I'm telling you, I will not be here tomorrow, no matter what you say. Yeah. And she was floored. She had no concept that somebody could actually refuse the direct order and take the consequences and not care. <laughs> and he was basically saying, I don't care what you say, what you do, whatever the consequences are. I, I'm not coming in tomorrow, and it's just not going to happen. So I, out of courtesy, he was telling her, I'm not going to be here. You don't have to yeah, wait until yeah. tomorrow morning to find out. Yeah, it's like, this is what it is. You react how you want to This is what it is. And it stunned her. She had absolutely no way. She couldn't figure out how to handle it. She had to go call somebody. And I'm sure her, you know, her superior said, well, just go tell him he's in trouble. He's going to get bullied. She had to say, well, he doesn't care. He's just not coming in. And that's what really, really freaks out a boss when they, when they get confronted with the limits of their own power. Yeah. It's like, you know, I have a life that I'm going to go live. And you can tell, insist, and threaten all you want, but I'm going to go live my life regardless of what the boss says. And bosses just, that, that freaks them out. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Bosses need to be freaked out on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, now, I remember at the Postal Service, the bosses were never so nice as, right, as when they were right after a, a postal shooting somewhere. You know, you'd get a, a shooting in some postal facility, and for like a week, the bosses were real nice, and real careful, and they weren't saying insulting things. Like, I like this. The boss is acting like decent human beings in, in yeah. last. You know? <laughs> um, I've got something here real quick in the Can't Make This Shit Up file. I love those. Okay, this is a TV commercial last night. The founder of Nuts.com's name is Jack Beaverman. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's what he said, too. He goes, hey, 
This is Jack Beaverman, founder and CEO of Nuts.com. And I just start cracking up laughing. Val didn't catch it. She was reading or something. She's like, what? I go, the founder and CEO of Nuts.com's name is Jack Beaverman. That's just... She oh. was mildly amused, but isn't that fucking right? That's... Oh. Parents must have a real sense of humor to name him Jack That's what I'm Beaverman. thinking. <laughs> and then he finds that he's the founder of Nuts.com. What about that NASCAR driver, Dick Trickle? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I mean, why wouldn't you call yourselves Richard? Or uh, Richie, or, or Rick, or something. <laughs> but he insists some people calling him Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle, I know. Lovely. Well, it's just like uh, Fox 4's Her- Harold Kuntz. If you read that name a little bit differently, Harry, and his last name is K-U-N-T-Z. Uh-huh. And I'm sure he got a lot of shit for that. Yep. And uh, here's what, another one. What's oh, his kid's name? Deep Rectal Itch? <laughs> This is parody, so don't come after us, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> now wash your hands first. We'll be doing a podcast, and all of a sudden we just see this big fist. <laughs> We're hitting Fox 4 really hard. Today. Yes, the Fox 4 news band's going to show up, and they're going to come out commando style. Problem solvers are going to come over here. No, well, so I said commando style, which commando. means they aren't wearing underwear. Well, yeah, that's all I'd expect. <laughs> That would be all I expect. <laughs> uh, here's one for the can't the can't make this shit up, Kyle. Okay. Uh, and it, okay, the the Masters sent out an invitation to the golfer Scott Stallings. Mm-hmm. They hit the wrong Scott Stallings. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So the wrong one showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's play some golf. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. And uh, let's see. Uh, I have a little piece here that I wrote uh, about Jeff Beck. Oh, yeah. Um, as most people know, and the ones that don't know don't count. Yeah. So Jeff Beck passed away. Meningitis. Yeah. yeah. Which, how, how which I... was a shock because he just completed. All that incredible work on Ozzy's new album. Yeah, yeah. Some of that guitar, just vintage, what he does. The feeling and emotion. I love what I read about how he said he plays a poor man's pedal. You know what that means? Uh-huh. Poor man's pedal is your fingers and your hands. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He doesn't do it. He does it all himself, whether it's manipulating the basic equipment mm-hmm. without any pedals or anything. Or doing it with his fingers and hands. Yeah. And he believed in it, and it showed. You know, I, I can see that. I'm, I'm not a very good guitar player, but uh, I, something like I've, I've learned over the last couple of years is I used to buy equipment to try to get the right sounds, something I like to hear, or I'd change the amp knobs. And, but anymore... It. I just, I turn it on, and I get a sound, and then I see what I could do with that sound. Instead of chasing the sound in my head, instead I use the sound I have and see what I can do with it. And that's been way more rewarding. I don't spend all the time twiddling knobs, you know, trying to get this sound or get more treble or the more of this, less of that. You looked at Jeff Beck's guitars, no tremolo, Mm -hmm. no pedals, just plays. Yeah, he just plays. Uh, Richie Blackmore had both, mm. but I could tell when he used a tremolo and when he bent the notes. Mm. Ace Frehley never 
No Trump mouth. Bugs and nuts. You get your own feeling. And, you yeah. know, I can respect him too, like Blackmore did, because sometimes when he go out his solo, he'd like, wah, 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 you know, or something no. to get out of it and then go yeah. back to the structure. So I have nothing against that. But it seems to me like a really great players didn't give a shit about the tremolo. Yeah. And, uh, and some of them that did use pedals modified their pedals. So yeah. it wasn't uh-huh. like a GHF. Well, no, those are strings. Just like a standard tube screamer, they'd get a, you know some sort of modification yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they would get their own sound, not someone else's. That's how a number of these pedal manufacturers started, is they would modify other people's pedals. Yes. Keeley, JHS... To name, to name two, there's some others. JHS is what I was thinking. Yeah, about it's GHS is uh, strings. JHS is, is Josh Scott. He lives here Josh in Kansas Scott, City. Yeah. Yep. And he makes uh, very nice guitar pedals. Yeah, he does. Usually in the $150 to $200 range. But part of the problem in the 80s was a really fast playing. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, yeah, you had great guitars, but the feeling wasn't there because they all used it copying each other's pedals. Yeah. You would always hear constantly in days, hey, what pedal do you use? Uh-huh. What strings do you use? Yeah. Now, and I'd say that, so I wouldn't use theirs. Yeah, not, try not to sound like different. Not like I was any good, you know, but... But anyway. you want to sound different, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did sound different, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyhow, uh, Jeff Beck, he passed away at 78. Jeff contracted bacterial meningitis. Uh, Jeff was uh, making brilliant music up to them with his latest coming out... Uh, Late last year with Ozzy's patient number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beckett played on two songs in Ozzy's latest effort. Effort uh, patient number nine was a complete masterpiece, as, as you've heard. Yeah. yeah. And, and another underrated one that you brought to me when I, I played it in the car going home was the drumming of uh, Cl- uh, Tommy Clefettos to keep mm. up with the panning guitars. Oh yeah. What's going on was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a masterpiece. His guitar is nothing short of amazing. The second was A Thousand Shades of Darkness, which had, it's been released, but it wasn't released as a single. You have to look for it. I suggest people listening to that, too, because the tones that he uses on it, it isn't like the most flashiest piece. It isn't like uh, anything. It's just music lovers appreciate it because of the tones that he uses. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyhow, A Thousand Shades of Darkness was a very well-written song, too. Beck was a master of emotional guitar. I dub him as the very first Steve Bob. Every 70s and 80s, top guitars would have Beck as one of their biggest influences. Oh, yeah. Eddie Van Halen, Jimmy Page, Eddie Spreeley, Angus Young, all of these guys, whenever you talk to them, who their idols were, every one on all of their lists was Jeff Beck. There's a there's a consistent theme among all these great guitarists is they can put out music that has no vocals and still sell. And that was Beck. And that was Beck. Beck. And even Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, some Stevie of his Ray songs. Was a great example too. Some of his songs were completely without vocal or minimal vocal, and then it'd just be a long guitar jam. So the music kept you entertained without someone singing words to you, which is what some. You know, pop fans love is like, oh, I want the singer there singing a message to me. Yeah. But you if and I good, appreciate the music. If it's you know? good, you get the message. Yeah, yeah. Whether you and I have a slightly different take on it doesn't matter. It's just like the Mona Lisa, which I think is garbage, but a lot of people love. Yeah. I think it was his worst piece and fucking threw it in the garbage and someone found it. It was one of those things that everyone has told us all my life. It's a masterpiece. It's like, so, okay. No, it isn't. That's probably his worst work. So I've come to accept it as 
something that other people consider a masterpiece, but to me it's just kind of boring and I, I the colors are ugly. I guess that's the way of putting it, but I think someone really creative will not appreciate it. Yeah. Because he uh, toned it down, in my opinion, but I think he did it on purpose. But anyhow, yeah. that's not what we're talking about. No. So, uh, anyhow, any noteworthy player, I remember uh, hearing his gospel music, which I was listening to on the way up here. He did with Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he worked with Rod Stewart quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, most of those titles were Jeff Beck. And then Rod Stewart was second. If you yeah. look at him and go back through them, type in Rod Stewart, and you won't get as many hits as if you type in Jeff Beck. Right. They were Jeff Beck albums with Rod Stewart on them. Yes. Yeah. He brought the Rod best Stewart way and, uh, was it Ronnie Wood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he brought them to American Tour. Yeah, Ron Wood was part of Rod Stewart's band, what, the Small Faces? The Small Faces. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. He all, Jeff Beck also worked with Jan Hammer, mm-hmm. the uh, keyboard player who did the theme for Miami Vice. Remember he that did, old show? Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah. there was an album with Jeff Beck and Jan Hammer that actually had some really good tracks on it. It oh, was, I you know, it. the interplay between synthesizer and guitar was, was really good. Yeah. So. I, I still have I haven't been able to find that album because it, it I get it sold all that well or maybe it's just not in print. Um, but I'm gonna look for it again. Finding the album's different than finding it online. I've been finding it. Yeah. I've been trying to get some of this stuff, some of these deep track stuff, and it's just I mean it's impossible to get anymore. No one wants to make them. There's no yeah. money in it. Yeah, which is ridiculous because all they have to do is make it available. People will go download you and pay you a buck or 20 bucks or whatever. That's all they have to do, but if you have to actually physically produce a CD or album, I get that. I get that too, and that's what I'm after, but I get what you're saying. You just like to hear some of the songs. Yeah, just make it downloadable. It costs nothing. Yeah. Oh, well. They're they're not interested in it. They're interested in selling the big money, Well, I think eventually it'll all come out. They've got plans for, like, you know, this box set, this retrospective set. and that. So I think all that stuff will come out. It's just they want to package it first. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what's going to play to be. Oh, I, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I uh, read about a while back was, you know how he has never really had flashy dressed down? He did that for his guitar. Yeah. Because he wanted people to recognize him as a guitar player. He thought that he should not dress up, that his guitar spoke for him, which he did. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was his firm believer that. He's like, no, 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 I speak through my guitar. I'm, you know, I'm not going to get out there with flash and fucking mirror uh, pants uh-huh. and all that. No. He was yeah. like, no, my guitar says what I want to say. And he was very, very good. So that was it. One of the best I would have a suggestion for anybody who likes Jeff Beck or wants to learn more is look up a number of the musicians he played with that you necessarily have not necessarily have heard of. Those are all going to be really good, really talented people. And go take a look at some of those musicians. I've first. actually done that. Yeah. I've actually done that before because he only worked with the best. Yeah. Go find some of the bass players that he used to work with and, and look at some of their solo work or their other material. And there's probably going to be something really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And also not only really good, but really unique. Yes. Yes. Kind of building on that style. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of musicians that came out of the Frank Zappa tree. Oh, my God. Like Steve Vai. Frank Zappa Terry was kind of like a, a musician's musician. Like Vinnie Kaliuta. Yeah. I mean, just there's an enormous number of people that, I mean, 
Um, people didn't work with them for the money. They no, worked with them for the experience. Yes, and learned how to be the best because yeah. Zappa only accepted perfection. Yes, and, um, and uh, he had the reputation of that, and that's how come he got the best. And even bands that didn't play with Zappa use him as a, an, a large influence. There was uh, the band Dream Theater, uh -huh. a progressive hard rock. Um, they credit their their sound and basic idea to uh, inspired by Zappa. Not that they're copying it. I didn't know that. But they say, you know, on their first album, the drummer thanks Frank Zappa. He said, you know, special thanks to Frank Zappa from, from whom we all originate. Meaning, you know, everybody in the progressive rock business owes Frank Zappa yeah, a debt of true. gratitude. Even though it doesn't <laughs> seem like when you put it back to back, that's true. It doesn't, but, you know, even some of these albums that Zappa was putting out in the late 60s, you listen to it and the musicianship on it is insanely good. And the production values and the, the bands are just so tight. And then you listen to some of the bubblegum shit that was getting, you know, being played on the radio at the same time. You're like, this is like two different forms of music completely. <laughs> he was so advanced. And that gave a lot of people the idea we can play this amazing, complex music and still have it be popular. Yeah. Before Zappa, that really wasn't a thing, but he, he made it interesting. Now, a lot of times, because of his lyrical material, you know, he, he insult people left and right with his lyrics, and that's what made it fun. That, went, that made it fun, <laughs> yeah. but then again, at the core, there was talent, so it was yeah. okay, he could do that. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, Jeff Beck and, the, and all those others in that genre uh, apparently really felt a debt of gratitude to Zappa to some degree. More so the ones that came later after Jeff Beck's generation. Did they ever work together? I can't remember Beck and Zappa ever playing together. I, I don't think they did, I don't but think I they do did. believe there's a very strong mutual respect. Yeah. yeah. So I, think, I think Zappa and Beck worked with a lot of the same people, but that was as close as they came, I think. Well, anyhow, I go about this again. It's too bad. Another... Another icon, yeah. another genius has passed. All you can do now is get the stuff they made to get more. Yeah. But the best thing you can do, especially with someone like Beck, is there's so much stuff you haven't heard. Go back, listen to the catalog, look them up online, look at the stuff he's involved in, yeah. and listen to it. Because there's stuff that will change your mind. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that good of stuff. It's groundbreaking, it's different. And every time you hear something and you think, oh, I've heard that before, or that's similar to this, well, realize you're hearing it for the first time. Other people copied what you're listening to. Yes. It's you're listening art. to the origin. It's true <laughs> art, yes. yes. And the origin, I go back to all of the guitarists that anyone knows of today. Look at their influences and their uh, idols and the people they respect. He's on everyone. Yeah. And there's a great reason for that. Yeah. So. And he's a lot more politically acceptable nowadays than Clapton is because Clapton has come out with some real uh, white supremacist bullshit lately. Has he? Yes. Uh, Clapton has turned ultra conservative and he's kind of. Uh, He's kind of taking the stance of uh, anti-immigration and the UK should be for white people, which is really bizarre coming out of Clapton. I find that very interesting because yeah. I do believe that Sharon and Ozzy are very liberal from what I can read and see. And uh, Ozzy just did that song for Clapton. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I guess business is business. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very good song. Yeah. 
but, but Clapton's kind of, yeah, Clapton's take a big hit in everybody's uh, opinion because he's he's come up with some pretty uh, hate-filled stuff. Um, if, if not white supremacist, at least white separatist kind of stuff is what he's, he's talking about. So, and that's that's got the same bad taste in it as white supremacy. Well, so... Like I've always said, and I mean this, shut up and play your instrument. Yes. I don't want to hear what you think. I don't care what you think. You don't want to hear you play your fucking instruments. Yep. So, Alice Cooper has a song like that called Shut Up and Rock. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, there are three albums that Zappa put out. One is called Shut Up and Play Your Guitar. Uh-huh. The second one's called... Um, Shut up and play your guitar some more. He probably meant he probably meant that for Bono. <laughs> yeah. Or Roger Waters. And the third album is called Return of the Sun of Shut Up and Play Your Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this before, and I don't know on the podcast or not, but I've said this before and I made this. Bono and Roger Waters. Neither one of them are from America. But they routinely dog America. If you love America so much to offer all this fucking input, then give up your fucking bank account and pay off our national debt and shut the fuck up. Other than that, I don't want to hear you. What network did Sam Donaldson work for? ABC. He's Canadian. Yes, and he used to bash America. Yeah. It, it's the weirdest thing is is that ABC would hire a foreign national to come on American TV and bitch at us about how we should change our laws to suit him. ABC News sucks. It still does, and they always have. They they have always been the lamest news, little fucking paint-by-color bullshit. Yeah, and that's... You know, if, if someone in America has an opinion on internal American affairs, then I will listen to that person. If a person from another country has an opinion, I immediately suspect their motives. Exactly. Because we don't have a global uh, society yet. We still are separated by countries that have separate laws. Yes. So until we all have the same laws, country yeah. designations you have, matter. You have no business speaking out against us, especially on our airwaves. And ABC to let that go on for so long shows what a piece of shit network, in my opinion, they are. We should have had an American go up to Canada and get on Canada News and complain and bitch about everything they're doing wrong and how horrible yeah, they are. Yeah, see how long that would last in yeah. Canada. Their socialism would not allow it to happen. Yeah. Hell, you can't even play. You have to. You have to play like I don't know, ninety percent or something Canadian music on their airwaves. Wow. That's how bad they are. So they get shit music up there. They can't get our good stuff as much as we do. That's awful. Yeah. Well, now with the internet, that doesn't really work so much no, anymore. They, they get all this. But before they had to listen, to, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Toronto's best rock and it's yeah. Triumph and Rush, and, which are great bands, but true. You know. But you know, the, the basic thing is, if you're not from this country, a citizen of this country, a member of this country, then you shouldn't have a national platform bitching about what's wrong with this country. Now, I'm sure legally it was fine, but legally. It was- They go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. 
Man, that smells. 